Get ready to jumpstart your scientific career with practical advice on being a successful and contented scientist. Each episode of the Happy Scientist podcast delivers hands-on, actionable steps you can take to ensure you stay happy, focused, and satisfied in the lab. Available on all popular podcast platforms, hit the subscribe button and start your journey towards a more fulfilling scientific career. the Happy Scientist Podcast. Each episode is designed to make you more focused, more productive, and more satisfied in the lab. You can find us online at bitesizebio.com slash happy scientist. Your hosts are Kenneth Vogt, founder of the executive coaching firm Vera Claritas, and Dr. Nick Oswald, PhD, bioscientist, and founder of Bitesize Bio. Hello and welcome to this new episode where we will be talking about dropping grudges. How dropping grudges will change your life. <laughs> have, have you ever had a grudge before? Have you ever wondered if, if your, your justification for your grudge is actually the right thing to do? Or is there a way out? You know, is it, can, can you let go of that stuff? Because Sometimes, you know, you're so justified, you're, 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 you're so right. And it, it just seems like you should pursue that. So we're going to talk about, about grudges and we're going to talk about why dropping grudges is going to improve your, your life. It's going to make your career easier. It's just going to be better for you. But before we jump on that, the, the, the first thing we got to do is define it. So what actually constitutes a grudge? What do, you, what do you have to say about that, Nick? Well, it's uh, when you think you're right and someone else is wrong and you hold it against them. <laughs> or yeah. someone else has wronged you, I guess. Sure. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, so here's, it, it, it's got this, this uh, moral component to it. it. It's not just a matter of, you said two plus two equals five and you're wrong and now I can never trust anything you say. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's just a factual inaccuracy, but grudges take it to a different place. They Grudges become emotional. So it, uh, and you can, you can just by that definition, you can look at that and go, I can see how this could cause problems in my career and how it could cause problems in my life. So uh, one of the things you have to do is you got to see where you're doing it. Where am I? Where am I actually doing it? Because many people will say to you, "Well, I, I don't hold grudges." Um, in fact, I, I was looking for quotes on this, and there was just quote after quote after quote of all these people saying, "I never hold grudges," and I'm like, "Yeah, I bet." <laughs> I guess um, is, is one of the tests. Uh, do you feel like a victim? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so that, that that is the question. How do you do a grudge? Huh? I mean. What's what are the what are the methods that people use to hold a grudge? So when you mention one, is play victim. Is there anything else come to mind? Uh, I, I guess that you must be assuming that there's you're you're being I don't know you, you're morally superior to the other person or ah or... yeah 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 and and you know that that notion of moral superiority it, it can be. I mean, it can be taken to a practically a religious level, but it could just be an ethical thing. It, it may just feel like, you know, 
I, I'm so sick of this guy always showing up late for every meeting because he thinks he's so important and we're obviously so unimportant. And it's and now now Talking we have about a grudge about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, he he was here on time today, folks. That's amazing. <laughs> but Felt but good. the point is, you it could just be you know the fact the facts may be okay. Here's somebody that's late a lot. That happens, and sometimes it's disruptive. Okay, that's that happened. That may be happening too, but the grudge about it is like a separate thing, you know, and and it starts to affect how you're interacting with the with with people, you know. Yeah, it builds you, up. You will find, and and it'll, it'll affect you in two ways. On one way, it'll be you know you might treat someone with less respect, you might trust them less, but you may also find yourself grouping up with other people so that you know, you can have a common enemy. <laughs> and, and so, and you're creating that, that enemy. It's not even, not even a real thing. You know, it's just, so you, you can see how you can get layers into this. And now you can get to where like, maybe you don't have a grudge, but you've created a, a group that has a grudge. And even if you personally are free of it, because you, you've associated with the group, now you're still having to play it out and it's still going to impact your behavior and the behavior of people around you. So, so, I mean, that's one of the ways that a grudge could be bad for you and that it, it can start to negatively impact your, your, um, your social arrangements. And, uh, but is there anything else there that, that you might want to comment on Nick about how grudges can be bad for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like anything, isn't it? If something builds up resentment, you, it, it's it's hurting you because you're holding on to that, and it changes your behaviour. Um, and you, you know, you can really it can really spiral up if you keep going, and uh, if you keep it going, and if you keep building on it and looking for new evidence of why that person is all the all yeah, that, was, and, uh, and why you're that right. notion of new evidence. Because we'll do that, and we'll make it true. And here's the proof. You know, I've got new evidence, right? They were late again, see? And obviously that shows they don't care about my time, and they don't respect me. You know, and, and we'll, even if we're not saying that kind of stuff out loud, we are saying it to ourselves, and it's going to impact our relationships. And relationships are going to matter if you're going to have a successful career. And then you do that, so you build that up, you make it more, you know, you wind yourself up into uh, a more of a frenzy. It has an impact on the other person, so they start reacting to that. And then off you go, off you both go, you know, that, or that's potentially that, yeah. And, and it could be that the, one of the reasons you have a grudge isn't that you started it, they started it. They have a grudge against you. Well, now you feel all righteously indignant. How dare they, you know, yeah. I mean, I walk in three minutes late and they act like the world ended, you know, and and so then they start to justify and they start to develop a grudge against you. And if you're on the receiving end of that, you start to develop a new grudge, you know, so and you can look at this and say, see, it's not my fault. They made me. But, you know, it's it's we do have we do get to decide how we are going to operate in the world. We don't have to be passed by anyone or anything. So that does bring to mind that if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna resolve that kind of thing, 
Well, if you have a grudge against someone, you probably have some something that you consider to be justification. So how do you let let go of that with integrity? How do you do that? How do you, how do you, well, because I had a good reason to have a grudge. Well, if I just let it go, am I not, am I not letting go of my, my own integrity? What, what do you think about that? Well, I guess I'm thinking that you go one step, step back first and first you've got to be really honest with yourself as are you holding it, you know, to what constitutes a grudge? And I know that's why you've opened with talking about that, but it occurs to me there's things where you can go, yeah, I'm holding a grudge there. It's quite obvious to you, but if you go, you know, if I think about it for myself, it's like there, the definition is much wider than I than what I would immediately think is a grudge. The, the definition is much wider. Anything you're holding against anyone that changes the way that you think about them is is by definition a grudge. So how do you let that go? I I guess that the first thing is for me would be not. Uh, realizing that I might not be right. <laughs> ah, exactly. What well, what makes yeah. me right? Yeah, it it's a really powerful thing to have humility and realize I'm not always right. Uh, there, another way you can look at it is um, is how much emotional charge is there here? Is this just a practical matter? They don't ever put their tools away. Okay, and that's a problem. Um, and means sometimes it's hard to find things that we need or, uh, or things are messy or perhaps they're even uh, hazardous. You know, you can have all of that, that observation with no emotional charge. Or you can look at it where you walk in and like, this person's dangerous. They're going to get somebody killed around here. Why are they wrecking my lab? Why are they ruining my life? You know, <laughs> and, you know, now, now it's all about the emotional part. It's not even about the facts anymore. And so it, when it comes to letting go of a grudge with integrity, I'd, I'd say the first place to start is get the emotional layer off, you know, and realize, okay, that's not the truth with a capital T. That's just my reaction. And once you scrape away that emotional layer, you may find that the underlying facts aren't that hard to deal with. And, and it's not to say that you're not justified that something something is out of kilter uh, and maybe it's something that ought to be fixed but maybe it's something you can't do anything about because like for instance you could have a grudge against your boss and they have the authority to do it the way they're doing it and you can't change it um, so are you going to hang on to that grudge because it's unchangeable or are you going to recognize well there's a hierarchy here and the hierarchy exists for, for a certain purpose. And right now that hierarchy is not helping me out, but it is what it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, I was talking to someone about this recently about the grief that I used to give my boss about, you know, the way that I thought things should be. And then now I come to the thing where I'm running, where I'm running a business and I think, ah, okay, now I can see <laughs> his point of view. And I was in the wrong there, uh, or at least my and We've all had that a feeling yeah. about our parents in the past. Exactly. Know? It's that Mark Twain thing. I'm amazed at the, how much the old man has learned in the seven years <laughs> since me being 16 to 20, uh, 23 or whatever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, yep. That, I guess that's back to realizing that your perspective is limited though, isn't it? Right. And and it's, it's a really powerful thing that 
if you're if you are a experienced educated you know um renowned scientist you still have a limit in your perspective you still only see what you see and and boy never lose that i don't i don't care how many nobel prizes you win never lose that <laughs> I, I don't you might argue that the, the that the more you go i mean that's one of the challenges of of you know, get, you become more educated or you become more older and more experienced and whatnot. And the challenge is not to hold all those grub, grudges and let them reinforce each other or not even grudges, but just biases and let them reinforce each other. And then it makes it easier for you to hold a grudge sort of thing. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's the challenge to, of, of being able to do that once you've become more and more You've gone further and further down a path, if you like. Does that, if that makes sense, it might be more difficult to to do it, even as a as a Nobel Prize winning scientist, as a presumably very experienced scientist. You're very far down one road. Uh, you you might have picked up viewpoints and things that make it very difficult, more difficult to see things in another, you know, from someone else's perspective, uh, compared to a ten year old child or something like that. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, you may look at that and think, "Oh, look at them! And they're very, they're very innocent eyes." And of course, they're questioning this because they just don't get it, you know. <laughs> um, so it 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 got me thinking about the idea of politics, you know. And I mean, I mean, office politics, lab politics, not not politics on the world scene, but the. the that kind of grudge is really scary. Somebody really, if somebody stabbed you in the back, somebody, somebody, you know, you know, stole a sweet project away from you or, or they got funding that should have went to you in your estimation or, you know, something along those lines where you got hurt, you know, something happened and it was damaging. And I don't just mean you got your feelings hurt. Maybe, I mean, it might've really been damaging to your career or it might've been a, at least a setback for you. And, so you can look at that and go, well, how am I supposed to let that go? Am I, am I supposed to trust this person now after they, they did me so wrong? It's like, well, no, that, you know, the opposite of grudge is not trust. You don't have to replace one with the other. You can still look at them as being as dubious as they actually are. You, you know, there's no reason you have to lose your, 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 um, awareness that I got to be careful. This person could do something like this again, or, or what they've already done is may continue to cause harm. That's fine. But if you're, if you're spending all your time thinking about how you're going to get them back, how you're going to, how you're going to hurt them the way they hurt you, you're going to waste so many cycles, so many brain cycles. You're going to, you're going to detour your creativity to something that's just useless it's not going to be helping and and you need your brain cycles <laughs> you're doing hard work you know you're doing difficult work and and you can't waste it on on you know holding grudges against people and and holding holding uh mock trials in your head <laughs> Like what you're hearing? Ready to supercharge your scientific career? Discover practical advice on what it takes to be a successful scientist without sacrificing happiness. Learn the importance of meeting your human needs 
identifying and unlocking your charisma factors, discovering your core mindsets, and much more. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack and get started on your journey to becoming a happier scientist today. Subscribe now and check the show notes to download. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Do you want to use your RAM up? Um, to use the computer analogy on on solving problems or on uh, um, on on being angry at someone that you think has wronged you, and because also what happens it only generates stress for you, you know, or, or and the primarily and generates stress for you, and that's you know that must be where a lot of stress comes from, I would guess. Sure. Well, it's stress that you have that you have control over. You didn't if you didn't create it, it wouldn't be there. <laughs> So now the the uh, one other thing I wanted to to cover too is to flip this around because sometimes we're on the receiving end of a grudge. Somebody has a grudge against us, and so and there's two possibilities here. One is we earned it. We deserve the grudge they have against us. We're the one that you know screwed something up for them. Um, okay. Oh, but in other cases, it's like, you know, I, I don't have this coming. They, they aren't seeing it fairly. So given, given those two circumstances, what do you do? What do you do if you've earned a grudge? What do you do if somebody is, has a grudge against you that you don't deserve? You're asking me what I do? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you're the guy. You're the guy that knows this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So let's start with you've earned a grudge. Yeah. The first thing is to come to come to terms with it. They have a grudge against me because they should have a grudge against me. Because I I I did what they have asserted I have done. <laughs> All right. Well, the first thing to do then is to try and make it right. Is there a way you can unwind any potential harm that had been done? Is a conversation. Sometimes it's just you just got to talk to people, and you gotta you gotta sit somebody down and say, "Listen, in this setting, we were in this meeting, and I contradicted you right in front of all all these people, and I could see it it bothered you, and I can and and I see it hurt your hurt your reputation to a certain extent, um, you know, and I and I want to acknowledge that that happened, and and I want to make right it." what was what might have been wrong on my part maybe that wasn't the right time for it maybe it wasn't the right place maybe i went too far but then again you know maybe i didn't maybe you know i I just i just embarrassed you and i'm sorry about that i didn't that was not my purpose i'm i i didn't didn't line up to do that i mean presuming it wasn't your purpose if you did if you embarrass somebody because you meant to embarrass them you know wow you got you got to go back dig a little deeper in yourself and figure that out but but often you do have to go back to somebody and and do your mea culpas. You know you you got to say, yep, this is what happened, and I I understand why you're you're not happy about it, and and you're fair to you know be be upset about it. And so you know conversation can help. Sometimes there are things you can do to make up for it, um, and you know you know when you have opportunities like that, perhaps you can praise them in front of somebody important. Uh, you know, legitimately in another setting, or maybe you can recommend them for something that, that uh, where, where your say so would matter. You know, you, you can take those opportunities and try and 
undo the grudge they can hold against you because you don't want them to have a grudge against you. Grudges aren't just a problem for you that if they have a grudge against you, it'll still be a problem for you. So if you can unwind it, it's, it's still worth the cost. It's worth eating a little crow sometimes. It's, it's worth it admitting you were wrong if you were wrong. Um, and, you know, so there's all that. Now, if it's something where you weren't wrong, they've got a grudge, but it's like, look, they were about to launch into something and it was, it was, they were just, they were going to burn a bunch of money. They were going to do something dangerous. They were going to do something that would be harmful to our cause. Um, and I had to speak up. There was, I, I couldn't let it keep going. Well, yeah, in that setting, you might go, well, I can't, I can't back down because I'm, I'm not wrong, you know, in this setting. And after you've reexamined and made sure that you're coming from the right place. Um, so in, in a situation like that, if you can have a conversation with somebody privately and clear the air, that I mean, that's optimal. Sometimes they're emotional about it and they're not going to be able to receive it that way. And there's nothing you can do about that. You know, you may not be able to win them over in that regard. But what, what you got to watch for in a situation like that is um, if they if they really don't have a legitimate cause to have a grudge against you, you're in a much safer position. If there's anything at all about it that's legitimate, you got to deal with that. You have to face it and you got to you got to work through that. But if somebody's just got a an irrational grudge against you, they're, you know, that will show up in front of other people. Other people will realize they're not being fair. Um, and you know, so your your protection is to make sure that as far as it depends upon you, you've you've been as peaceable about it as as can be. You've done everything you could do. You know, you you publicly demonstrated that you tried to have dialogue with them and and you've and you've admitted their their strong you know, if they've got some strong points that that are valid, you've not admitted maybe to the wrong word, but you've 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 acknowledged that they're 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 strong points. But but you're also gonna stick to your guns about the weak points. Um and sometimes you'll win people over that way. Sometimes, you know, there's nothing you can do. They're they're gonna be vengeful. That's just what they're gonna do and you can't you can't beat it and you can't worry about it. You know but I, I love that phrase though, insofar as it depends upon you. You know, do the part you can do. So that's what it's like to be on the receiving end of an unfair grudge. <laughs> I guess that the, what all of that requires is quite a lot of honesty. On one side, quite a lot of honesty on your part, even about you know, that might be quite painful. You know, it's easier to not look at what you've done and, and, uh, or, or is it easier to stick to your viewpoint and not not allow the kind of the pain in that comes from realizing you were wrong on one side? But then I guess uh, the op, you know, the, the downside of that as well is that you know that you could just go too far and just admit lie about you know that it was all me when it wasn't because it's easier way out of the argument. So how how do you kind of balance that? Well, I. I think we have to have an adherence to the truth. 
Um, so it being self-denigrating when it's not accurate isn't helping your cause. You know, people people will respect you if you will admit when you're wrong, but they won't respect you if you admit to wrongs you have not committed, and they know it. They know. Come on, why why are you being such a you know doormat? You know that that's that's not a respectable place to come from. On the other hand, though, if you can maintain your self-respect and your self-confidence. The, the, you know, one of the easiest ways to do that is to admit small wrongs as quickly as possible. Get in front of things before they get out of hand, before, you know, before you just can't save face. It's so much easier to go up, oh, you know, I dropped the ball there, or I missed that, or, you know, I, I was wrong in that conclusion. And that's very disarming. So, yeah. However, there know, is the politician's use of that of disarming it and then not never doing anything about it. You know, so I guess well, you yeah. got to follow up and be sincere that well, yeah, it's not exactly. just what about saying to, it. Yeah, it's about integrity. And yeah, I mean I, I love the word integrity because of its its physical meaning. You know, we talk about integrity in something, uh, you know, the physical integrity of something. It's that it's holding together. Um and it, you, if you start there from the physics definition of integrity and start to apply it into human interaction, well, now now integrity isn't just it's it's not just a moral thing. It's a it's a practical thing, a very practical thing. So it, it's it's worth it's worth it, even if you don't want to go down this philosophical road. It's it's just it's what works. <laughs> know and and that's what we want here you know the whole point is to have a career that that makes sense and and where you can keep moving forward and keep building and grudges are not going to get you there they're just not going to do it <laughs> yeah that, that's a i think that's a a good bottom line there is is that grudges don't help you or anyone else uh, and um and to, you know, to realize that when you're holding them, be really, you know, kind of the more, I, I guess the more ag- aggressive is not the right word, but the more, uh, the, the looser your definition of a grudge, <laughs> um, and the better for you because the less kind of, you know, it's like sand in the gears, that thing with relationships. Yeah. Grudges, grudges are less, baggage. How much yeah, baggage you have can you that, carry around? Yeah, and the most more honest, the more you can reflect on, what are you doing that's causing these things or what can you do? What can you honestly say to other people that's causing these things, you know, to, to, uh, you know, the other parties to uh, help resolve then, you know, the worst thing you could do is assume that you're right and stay in the same position all the time and keep making these things build up or keep assuming you're wrong and allow them to build up like that as well. So Uh, worse yet, saying you're wrong when you don't believe you are. Oh my. Oh, that as well. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's about all I have to say about grudges today. How about you, Nick? Good. No, that, I think that's uh, uh I won't hold a grudge for you continually talking about me mean late, but it's fine. Everyone ah. does. <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> I'm getting better. Anyway, it's good. I'm taking on yes, board the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but uh, yeah, I think that's that's quite useful. And hopefully, uh, people can see where they can apply that in their lives. Um, and please hit us up on our Facebook group if you would like to do that. Uh, I guess that that I'll let that all that's left to do is to say uh, thanks, Ken, for another great episode, and we'll talk to you all again next time. All right, thanks, Nick. Thank you for listening to the Happy Scientist podcast, helping you to become a happier, healthier, and more productive scientist. To get more Happy Scientist podcast episodes and all of our downloadables, please go to bitesizebio.com forward slash the happy scientist, all one word. And in particular, you might want to spend some time on episodes one to nine, where we talk about the foundational principles of human needs, core mindsets, and charisma factors, which we refer to in many episodes. You can also hook up with us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the happy scientist podcast, all one word, to get latest episodes and additional material. We hope to see you there. The Happy Scientist is brought to you by Bite Size Bio, your mentor in the lab. Bite Size Bio features thousands of articles and webinars contributed by hundreds of PhD scientists and scientific companies who freely offer their hard-won wisdom and solutions to the Bite Size Bio community. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and want to keep learning practical tips on being a happy and successful scientist, don't wait any longer. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack today. And together, let's reignite that passion for science that first got you into the lab. Remember, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. So hit that subscribe button now and check the show notes to download.